Thanks for being with us this morning. Banning plastic straws. Will it actually make a difference when it comes to plastics in the oceans? We're going to talk about that a bit later on in this half hour, but that is closely connected to what we are talking about right now. And joining me on the line is Mario Canseco, president of Research Co. Good morning to you. Good morning, you. Good morning. And you put a poll out. You asked people what they think about recycling options and what they would like to see, uh, specifically for those single-use items. So what did you find out? Well, I've always been very curious about this uh, as a very avid consumer of smoothies and such. <laughs> so one of the things that I really was interested in is, will this... Is this something that we're ready to embrace in the city of Vancouver? This is the city that has been talking about this. There's other municipalities that have been dabbling with the idea. Uh, But I wanted to ask here first, because it's the place where the city has actually done something about it and have actually established some guidelines. And we do find a high level of support for many of these things. 85% of respondents who would like to ban the distribution of single-use plastic straws with appropriate exemptions for healthcare needs. So this is essentially almost 9 out of 10 people saying this is a good idea. So it's not something that you see every day in a city like like this one. Uh, you also asked about styrofoam or thermal cups and takeout containers. Yes, styrofoam is a, it's a big issue. I think there's a lot of discussions about what to do with it. Uh, we do see that there's a high level of support for banning uh, expanded uh, polystyrene foam or thermal cups and takeout containers, 85% as well. And also 84% who want to ban the distribution of single-use plastic utensils unless they are directly requested by customers. This is something that happens consistently when you're ordering takeout, you're going home and you're still getting a couple of forks, a couple of knives, everything is plastic, you're not going to use them, they're going to end up in a landfill. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we and when we talk about, I guess the, the the styrofoam as well or polystyrene foam. Uh, so there is, there did. Uh, July first was when Metro Vancouver brought in uh, some new rules about that. Now the takeout, the cups and containers from restaurants currently are banned. Uh, but I think it's it's 2019 in Vancouver they're going to be banned for restaurants to be using them, which might might change things a bit as well. Yes, 2019 is the date when this is going to be happening. It's a tough one because we have seen a lot of restaurants that are already embracing. Uh, different packaging materials, maybe something that is more paper-based, maybe something that is uh, more plant-based. But you still find a lot of restaurants uh, that are using polystyrene. So it's going to be difficult for the restaurant industry to to adapt to these changes. Uh, Some of these changes are ultimately going to end up uh, hurting us uh, when it comes to how much we're actually paying for things. Uh, But in a way, you know, this really reminds me of the time when when the regulation to make seatbelts mandatory came in. You know, you still had people who said, I don't want to do this. You still had cars that didn't have them. And now it's second nature. So maybe 10, 15 years from now, we're going to be looking at this and not really reacting that um, that, uh, uh, negatively to it, especially those who, who feel that way now. Uh, you did. I found it interesting, though, because you also asked people if it would be a good idea to pay an additional fee for disposable cups. And the response was a lot less than it was yes. for the full out ban. <laughs> yeah, we have 55 percent who say I'm OK with paying an additional fee for disposable cups I require if I'm you know, getting some some coffee. There's 36 percent who think it's a bad idea. And, you know, obviously, this is a much tougher situation than the one we see with the plastic straws. Uh, what we've seen right now is some of the venues are actually rewarding people for bringing their own cups. If you bring your own cup and we, if, we, if we do your, your coffee or your latte in your own cup, it's going to be 10 cents less, maybe 15 cents less. 
Now what what the city has been looking into is should it be more? Do you have should you really pay more for something like this? And we, we've seen ser- several places that are charging you for the plastic bags, for instance, and it's been very slow for residents to look into this as something that they want to be doing. Bring your own sack and then you're going to be saving 10 or 15 cents every time you go to the grocery store. Ontario has implemented this and for the first few months it was difficult, but now people are starting to do it and uh, they don't want to pay for those plastic bags anymore. Uh, And do you think it is uh, the difference then with the idea of supporting the plastic items being banned but not supporting the the paying the additional fee? uh, Did you get the impression, is it because people would like to see them just banned or that people don't want to pay more for them? Well, I think it's a combination of both. But more than anything, it's the fact that, uh, you know, residents consistently react negatively to the idea of having to pay more for something that they've been paying the same amount of money for years. Uh, It's not something that is as as convincing as, as some other issues. In fact, the largest reaction would be, why not find a way for those beverage containers to be recycled? It's in it's the. It's, it's something that those who are selling coffee should be doing right now. That's uh, that's the highest level of, of support for any policy. Ninety three percent of residents saying, well, if we have a recycling program for beer cans, for pop cans, for bottles, why don't we have a recycling program for the disposable cups that we uh, need when we go have a coffee? So that, that's the number one thing for them. If we find a way to dispose of them properly, you don't have to charge me for them. <laughs> uh, you also found a difference when we uh, broke down the numbers uh, based uh, men and women. Oh, yes, there's a big gender gap, uh, particularly when it comes to charging additional fees on those disposal uh, beverage cups. Uh, 62% of women say they're okay with that, but only 49% of men. So we start to see a little bit of that gender divide and women looking into it as something that makes a lot of sense and men holding on to the things in their pockets. <laughs> Uh, interesting. Uh, any other surprising results uh, did you find or did the things that surprised you from this poll? Well, I think the one thing that is quite interesting is you do have a high level of support for some of the things that aren't happening yet. Uh, and it's really going to take some time. I think, you know, what I'd like to do is, you know, four years down the road, maybe 10 years down the road, ask again and see if the needle has moved. You know, this is one of those things where when you're looking at other people doing it, when you're forced to change your own behavior, you might actually end up in a situation that is going to be better and you're going to be embracing this maybe, or maybe four years from now, people are saying, I'm holding onto my disposable cups and don't touch them. So (laughs) I think it's a good starting point. And it's nice to see those differences because there are things that are going to be happening quite quickly that are supported by a lot of people and others which are just scratching the surface in a way uh, where we have a better majority saying, I think this is a good idea. I think it's also going to start the conversation about we do these things and then measuring whether or not they make a difference. And the one example, and, and we're talking about this uh, coming up in the program as well, uh, banning straws. But if you replace that then with a cup that uses more plastic, we're not really doing anything or ha- making a difference. We feel good. We think we're doing something, but we're going to have to measure it and see if it is actually making a difference in keeping plastic out of the oceans and such out of the landfill. That's absolutely right. You know, I think it, this really reminds me of the discussions that we used to have about spray cans back in the 1980s. Uh, you know, this is bad for the ozone layer, and it took years for people to try to figure it out. We still had a lot of uh, residents who said, well, this isn't doing anything. So you are bound to have some of those debates and some of those discussions. Um, ultimately, we're not talking about the ozone layer as much as we used to. We're talking about other stuff that is definitely more concerning. Uh, but, you know, I think it's a good uh, situation to, to be in. Maybe... Five, ten years from now, there will be other jurisdictions or other things that we can do to 
to help the oceans. And um, I just, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. And right now there's a high level of support for some things, but if the situation doesn't change, if we continue to feel that we're not making a difference, then maybe the numbers won't move. We will be talking about this more, I am sure. Uh, Mario, always good to have you on the show. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Joe. Thanks.